Today's scripture is from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. It can be found on page 737 of your Bible. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give them to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. May God have a blessing to the reading of the book. We are to be prepared for Jesus. 
We have to be prepared for when he comes again, when he returns to call his people, us, to come home and to set up his kingdom here on earth. Preparation is essential. Jesus tells us in Luke 12, verses 35 and 36, be dressed, ready for service. Keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. We need to be dressed. We need to be ready for service because there's no time to get ready later. We don't know when Jesus will return. For all we know, Jesus could return in the next few minutes. Now, I'm not saying that's a fact, but we don't know. We need to have our lamps burning. We need to have our hearts right. We need to be prepared in daylight with a tension that will last through the whole night. So what are we doing to prepare for Jesus to return? Or are we living as if it will never happen? Do you believe Jesus will return? Let me ask that again. Do you believe Jesus will return? Yes. Okay, I hear some hesitation. I hear some yes. It reminds me of the parable of the ten virgins. You know the parable of the ten virgins? Five wise, five not so wise. There were five that didn't have the necessary oil for their lamps. And while they were out getting more oil, the groom came. They were not ready. They were not prepared for the bridegroom to come. And if we are like those five foolish virgins, well, we won't be prepared for Jesus either. There's more to just being prepared for Jesus to return. We must also be patient. Jesus tells us in verses 37 and 38, he says, it will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve. He will have them recline at the table, and I will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak. Patience. They say patience is a virtue. Patience is difficult. We need to be patient and wait for Jesus to return, even if he comes in the middle of the night or if he comes towards daybreak. And the servants could be there and up all night waiting for their master to return. And we also must be patient and ready because we don't know when Jesus will return. This passage has a sense of alertness, of anticipation, a mental awareness of impending arrival, a physical action, not just an attitude, but an action of life. And in the next section of our text, if you would read beyond verse 40, 
you would find Jesus talking about those who aren't ready, even though they should be. And they become lax in their waiting. Patience in waiting for Jesus, that's hard. Because you see, we don't like to wait. Those of whom Jesus are speaking are sitting by lit lamps, watching out the window, waiting. But you know what waiting is like. Waiting can be boring. Boring. It can be angering. It can be frustrating. Spiritual waiting may mean you've spent a long time grieving, wondering, aching, and longing. Waiting is difficult and maybe even downright impossible. And I'm as guilty as the next person when that comes to waiting. I get frustrated like the Dickens. When I go to an appointment and I'm on time, and for me, being on time means being five minutes early. Sharon's back there going, yup, yup, yup. Yeah. On time means five minutes early for me. But if I get there on time and I have to wait, I really hate that. Or if I'm sitting in a traffic light and the light turns green, I'm behind another car or a couple of other cars, and the light turns green and nobody moves. Come on, come on. I don't even have to be in a hurry. I just don't like sitting still. But we hold out hope. We know that the cars in front are eventually going to move. We know that when we get to our appointment, we'll be seen. We hold out hope, even if hope is small and sometimes ridiculous. It's a lamp. It's still lit. And we're ready and waiting for that lamp to continue to be lit. And there's a joyfulness in waiting because we know that the master is coming and he doesn't have to beg us to open the door. Now remember, we know that Jesus is going to return. We can be assured that Jesus is going to be returning. And how do we know that? How can we be assured? Well, Jesus told us. He told us he will return. And this is the great change that happens in this story. Because you see, when Jesus returns, when the master returns in this account, the master serves the slaves. This reminds us of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And as I mentioned last week, while we didn't have a foot washing at Ileana, we did a hand washing. There were four of us who served the others by washing their hands. And the return of Jesus is not just about him, but it is about what he intends to give to us forever. And it's worth waiting for, even if it is daybreak when he arrives. But be assured that God will keep all of his promises, and there will be great blessings to all of his children when Jesus does return. Finally, we need to be alert. And now the imagery shifts from the servants who are awaiting a master to the scenario of a thief in the home. The meaning is similar. 
Because Jesus could come back at any moment, we need to be alert. We don't know when a thief is going to come and break into our homes. But we do know that Jesus is coming. And 2 Peter 3.10 reminds us, but the day of the Lord will come. It will come like a thief. If we knew that someone was going to break into our home, we would be ready. We would be waiting for that person. We would be alert. And the thief would not be successful. If we knew the exact moment when Jesus would return, we would be ready too. But we don't. We don't know when or if someone will break in our home, so we take the necessary precautions. We lock our doors. Maybe we have a baseball bat or something else next to our beds for protection. We are prepared. We are alert. It's the same way that Jesus returns. We don't know when that will be. And so we must be prepared. We must be alert. Or we might miss out. Jesus. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 5, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come. How? Like a thief in the night. The TV networks, the news media, they will not be prepared. The world's leaders, they won't be prepared. The false religions, they won't be prepared. Most of the church, I dare say, will not be prepared. But the faithful in Christ, they will be prepared. Their sleeves will be rolled up, and their lights will be on as they labor for Christ. And so I say to you, be ready. Get your relationship with God settled. There should be no question mark in this. When we have been saved by faith through grace, all of our bases are covered. Trust Christ as you obey his commands to repent, and knowing that he can and he will save you. Live the life, the godly life to which God has called you. Give up sin and sinful ways. Remember, repentance is a change of mind. A determination to leave behind anything that is not of God. It can be costly. It can be difficult. It can be downright hard. But bringing it all before God gives you a fresh start. Make the right choices in life that serve as a signal we are prepared and patiently waiting the promises of God. Keep your lights on. And most important, be prepared for Jesus is coming. And we don't know when. Let us pray. Lord, how can we ever thank you for your care for us, for your unconditional love? You to totally accept us as we are, and you desire that we blossom in your grace. Help us become all we can be because of your spirit dwelling in us. Amen. Our next hymn in the red hymnal is number 404. You may remain seated as we sing this. <laughs> 